Charles is going to preach the dedication. I don't know when that's going to be yet because that's going to have to, we're going to have to work with his schedule and our schedule and everything else. But I am going to, he's going to be coming um, down or up. I don't know which way from South Carolina to here. Is that down? Okay, he's coming down. I never did get, I can't get up and down and left and right and north and south and east and west together, but that's where he's coming anyway. So as soon as we get that free, I'll let y'all know so that we can all be prepared because I want us to be ready because then when he comes, I want, I want him, I want us to shout the house down because you know him, he'll shout out of his shoes. So it's going to be good. So what are we learning about? We're still learning about prayer. I mean, you know, you think that it's easy. You just say something and and everything's okay, but that's not prayer. And I'm finding out that I didn't know how to pray either. I mean, I, you know, and I don't, it's not that there's a, a, a formula. That's, that's the whole thing right there is we've been told a formula. But the formula just ain't going to work, okay? So we, what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, okay, then when we're talking about prayer, what are you listening for, God? What are you looking for, God? Do you want my list? Because you said that if I, if I ask you that you'd do it, so you must want a list. I got news for you. He don't want your list. And I hate to tell you this, but when you say, God, I need it now, he don't get in a hurry. He ain't listening. He'll get it to you when he knows you need it. There's a lot of things that I thought I needed now. But, you know, there's that old country song that says, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayer. Have you ever thanked God for unanswered prayer? You get back at later on in life and look back and go, whoo, I'm glad I didn't get that one. I thought she, she was looking good then, but whoo, look at her now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Sterling said, yes, ma'am, I sure do. So, um, so you, the best thing to do is just wait on him. If I'd have waited on him, I wouldn't have spent all those years in the mess that I spent in the mess that I was in. You know what I'm saying? Because God had already hooked me up with the right one to start with, but that, that, that didn't work out right, I thought. Because I didn't want to wait. Have you ever just not wanted to wait? I, I have a time with that. I still do, y'all. Let me tell you something. When you learn how to pray, it teaches. When you learn how to pray, it teaches you how to wait. If you really know how to pray, it takes that push away. Because all of a sudden, when I learn how to pray, I'm not pushing to what I'm praying about. I'm pushing to the one I'm praying to. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what it's all about, right there. Is chasing after him. If, I, if I'm chasing after him, I won't be chasing after the wrong him. If I'm chasing after him, I won't chase after her. Okay? So that's what it's all about. That's what prayer is about. Okay? Is making sure. If I go, if I go to um, Pakistan, we've done a lot of work in Pakistan. But when I'm, when I'm preaching and yet is, 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 um, is, is listening to my preaching, he knows English. But when he's, when he's in front of the, the people that he is ministering to, they don't know English. So it doesn't do one bit of good for me to sit there and preach like my coattail is on fire to the people in Pakistan if they don't understand me. Because we are not communicating. Because we don't have the same language. So there's got to be a translator. And that's the problem is I wonder sometimes are we praying without our translator? I'm just going to leave that right there, okay? Are you praying a language that heaven doesn't understand, okay? Are you praying a language that fits really well here in the earth, but all you're doing is you keep sending up earth language when he said you got to get heaven down here so you can send up heaven's language. Isn't that what he said? So what does, what's the language of heaven? Word. Word. And not your made-up version of it. 
Not what you, not your interpretation. Okay, I got that Sherry Dameron interpretation. I know what I got my, I got my own little one. Okay, but I learned a lot of times that I got to back up on that one. Okay, so the thing is, is that we've been learning how to pray. And while we're learning the art of prayer, we wonder why do I seem to be in a never-ending battle? Here I am trying to pray, and I'm in a never-ending battle. Is it just me? Okay. I mean, I'm coming to church on Sunday. I'm paying my tithes like I ought to. Not just paying my tithes, but I'm also giving of my time, and I'm giving in the offering. I'm giving all I got. God ain't got no more to give, okay? I'm doing all I can do. I'm waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning just so that I can have some time alone with you. God, I'm in my word, and I'm trying to interpret it, and I'm trying to understand it. And I'm, I'm really, God, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Well, there's firm right there. First of all, we got to stop trying and start trusting. Lord, have mercy. But no matter how much I try, no matter how much I trust, and no matter how much I pray, I'm still in a battle that I cannot seem to win. First Peter 1 and 7 explains it. <laughs> that the trial of your faith See, the battle is not about you. The enemy is not fighting you. He ain't studying you. The enemy is after your faith. The battle is about your faith. When you make the battle about you, you still full of yourself, boo. Jesus, have mercy. So that the trial of your faith be much more precious than that of gold that's going to perish. Though it is tried with fire, what's tried with fire? Not you, not your purpose, not your call, not your gifts, but your faith, okay? That the, your faith is tried with fire, that it might be found unto the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. At the appearing of Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you something about that. I know that we're talking about the coming of Christ when he comes again. Okay, when he returns. But think about this. What if he's saying that the trial, the tried by fire, that the fire is coming against you until Christ appears in you? That's a mouthful, okay? So maybe the battle is going to stop as soon as people can see him more than you. And the battle may not stop, but you just may not recognize it anymore. Hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? I believe it. I believe it to be possible, okay? So you will never learn how to really pray. You'll never learn how to really, really, really pray until your faith has been tested to its limits. To its limits, okay? And can I tell you, you will also never grow up until your faith has been tested to its limits. Y'all remember last Sunday we were talking about growing up. Okay, well, we're going to finish talking about that today, and it's not going to be easy. But let me go ahead and tell you, before I even start into this, let me go ahead and tell you. Because breaking up is hard to do, because growing up is hard to do. Okay, let me go ahead and tell you that what I'm going to tell you at the beginning of this service, at the beginning of this message, what I'm going to teach you, I'm going to go and tell you right now, you can't do it. I just want to let you off the hook. You cannot do what I'm about to teach you. Okay? So I don't want you to get all depressed and go, Oof, I ain't never going to make it. Okay? 
But see, the thing is, is that I've got to understand that the things that I cannot do, he can. He can. Okay. So what I'm trying to teach you to do is that through prayer is that you die to the things you cannot do and allow him to do them through you. Okay. So because everybody, you know, we don't like to be told what to do anymore. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you to die to it and let him do it through you. If I had to walk this walk myself, if I had to wake up every morning and be what God has called me to be in the earth, I would miserably fail. I, I mean, just completely. Go ahead, lightning, go strike any day now. Just, I ain't going outside. Give me, I need a lightning rod. I mean, you know, because you can't. And he knows that. But yet he still tells you what he expects of you because he's trying to teach you how to yield Yield, how to yield to the one that can do it through you, okay? Does that make sense, y'all? That's good. So I want to go ahead and just go release you before y'all all start having a complete nervous breakdown, all right? So what's this? What is growth? Growth is when you stop trying. Watch this. I forgot this. I'm glad I saw. I'm glad I wrote that down, okay? Growth is when you stop trying to pray off every battle and learn how to pray through it. Ain't that good, Sister Pat? We, got to, we didn't make it this far by praying it off. We made it this far by praying through it. Okay? That's how you get strengthened, praying through it. If I'm trying to strengthen my arms and, 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 and my, my upper body, what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab them weights and I'm going to start lifting them up. Well, when it starts getting hard, if you keep taking them off, my arms are never going to... I ain't ever going to have no muscle. I'm always going to be flabby. Okay? Sterling comes in. He's been working out. And he works all night long. He's been on shift for 48 hours. He comes in and he runs to the gym. And I'm thinking to myself, you need to, I mean, come on now. What you going to the gym for? Because he knows if he don't keep pushing, if he don't keep pushing, then what's going to happen is Sterling is going to get on the job and he's going to be in the fire and somebody's going to need his help, but he's going to be weak because he just pushed it off because he just said, no, y'all just take the weight off of it. He knows if he don't keep pushing, that's why they don't charge them to go to the gym because they know that they need somebody that's got some strong arms and some strong legs. See, Sterling fell the other day when he didn't fall. He was getting out of the, out of the fire truck. When he was getting out of the, I'm going to preach this thing. When he was getting out of the fire truck, he stepped in a hole. And he turned his ankle. And they took him to ER. That boy's foot was, I mean, it was all swollen up. He still, Sterling wanted to go to work. He tried to get his foot in that boot. He, I said, oh, buddy, you ain't putting that foot in that boot, okay? You can't do it. And his, his leg, his arm, is even, it's whatever that thing was, his ankle was all swollen up. Now they said, now listen, they said, it's not broke. It ain't broke. It just looks like it's broken. It feels like it's broke. But you can't sit there and just, just let that thing just sit. Hey, they said, what we're going to have to do with you is we're going to have to take you to physical therapy. But it's still blue. It's still purple. I still ain't got but one big toe because it's all so swollen. And he said, they said, but oh, they said, you got to work that thing and you got to keep pushing it and you got to bend it backwards and you got to bend. I know it hurts and I understand that it feels like it's still on fire. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make sure that you don't cripple yourself by not pushing through this. My God, I'm preaching better than somebody's listening. I'm trying to teach y'all how to pray. Am I helping anybody? 
This is good stuff right here. Mess with me, I'll be preaching on Mickey Mouse in just a minute. You can't pray it off. You got to pray through. Okay? You got to pray through it. All right? We got a bunch of, we got a weak generation today. They don't want to go through nothing. Don't want to go through nothing. I don't even want to go to school. I just, I just want y'all to just, if you will, please, I'll just watch it on TV. And I'll just learn something. Y'all a bunch of dummies is what y'all are. Because you didn't push through nothing. Because mama didn't make you push through nothing. I didn't want to go to school either. But mama said, you get yourself up in there and you get your little... And I was in remedial classes. And mama still made me go. We still be learning the ABCs in the 12th grade. But she said, you're going to be able to say them forwards and backwards. I promise you that much. Sometimes you got to push. I'm trying to tell you, okay? Amen. So in other words, in short, when your faith can stand the fire... Your prayer has passed the test. That's a tweetable moment. Okay. When your faith can stand the fire, your prayer has passed the test. Okay. So I ain't even preaching yet, but I'm fitting to. All right. So what's happening is I'm beginning to understand the importance of my trials. I'm beginning to understand that everything that I go through has a purpose. There's a reason that it's not just handed to me on a silver platter. There's a reason why I'm having to go through what, see, it makes what I'm going through, it makes it not quite so bad if I know I'm going to get something at the middle, at the end of it, okay? My mama, my mama used to take us say, on the summer, everybody else, they, they went to the beach and all that kind of stuff. You know what we did, Sister Pat, during the summer? We went to the field. <laughs> and, and we picked peas and corn, and butter beans, and ogre, I hated. Oh, that stuff making me itch so bad. And tobacco, don't forget about the tobacco. I don't know if any of y'all else did it. But see, that's what I had to do during the summer. I was raised on a farm. And it sure was good when I got home that night and there was some of that stuff cooking. But I still didn't like going out there and picking it. Okay? It makes a difference when I get out there And instead of me going and opening up a can where there's no nourishment in it, I get out there and I pick something that's got some root to it. I'm trying to teach y'all how to pray with root. I'm trying to teach you how to pray with root. I cannot pray your made-up prayer and think I'm going to get somewhere. Y'all good? So I'm beginning to understand the importance of trials. I'm beginning to understand that trials are the food that nourish our faith while we are growing from faith to faith and from stage to stage. Does that, do y'all see that? That's good. So last Sunday, what we did was we realized that we needed a tour guide. We needed a tour guide to help us along the journey. We needed an interpreter. Okay, to help us along the journey, okay, so that we can make sure that we are speaking heaven's language and not just our language, okay, because I've learned this language really well, but I need to make sure that I'm speaking heaven's language because that's where my prayer needs to be, okay, because I can't get heaven to come to earth if heaven don't understand a word I'm saying, because it's confusion, okay, am I, am I helping anybody? So the good news is, is that our God, our interpreter, 
is with us through every single stage of growth. Through every stage of development, he's always there, okay? The Bible said that he would never leave us and that he would never forsake us. Even when we're hard-headed, even when we're rebellious, he's always there. And the thing is, is that he is not going to speak to me calculus when I'm just learning one plus one. He's going to speak to you where you are. But when you ever get tired of one plus one, and you decide you want to get in some triple digits, when you're tired of just making one dollar, okay, I got one bank account, and it keeps this negative amount on it all the time. And I know that probably ain't good because the bank sure enough do keep calling me. When you ever want to get in a positive and you ever do want to get in and you want some more digits and you want to learn. I, somebody told me the other day we were doing something and it was a million dollars. I don't remember what it was. And I, I said, I don't know how to write that many zeros. I ain't never had to write that many zeros before. We were talking about the movie, as a matter of fact. And it finally hit me. Learn. Learn. Don't sit there and say you don't know how to write that. So I asked Alexa, I said, how many zeros is behind a one when you're writing a million? Because I want to know how to write a million. I want to know how to write two. My God is a big God. There is nothing he cannot do. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm sick and tired of a hundred. I got that. I'm ready to move forward. How about y'all? My God in heaven. I'm tired of being where I'm at. Well, if, you don't, if you're tired of being where you're at, then you need to go ahead and stop praying the trial off. And let's pray on through it. I'm going somewhere. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going somewhere. Lord have mercy. Vicki said, what in the world are we going to do when, we, when they start depositing all this money in the bank up there? And they used to see it. I'm a little bitty, little, little, little bitty amount. I said, I don't know what we, if we got to go to a bigger bank. That's all right with me because I'm tired of staying here. Jesus have mercy. That part, y'all good? He's a good God. Oh, Lord, she done got off on all that prosperity. Yeah, I have. Because I believe it. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. May as well as to preach it. Because it's in there, okay? Give and it shall be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's what he says. So I'm just going to believe it. I'm just going to go ahead and believe it for y'all and for me. The more y'all get, the more y'all pay tithes, the better we all are. Go ahead, y'all make it. I ain't, I ain't, I'm telling you, I ain't jealous of nobody. I ain't shame. Please, I want to see y'all. I said it last Sunday. When you can learn to celebrate over somebody else's blessing. Uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. So last Sunday, what we did was we also, we were talking about the sons of God. Okay. When it says sons of God, that is not gender specific. It doesn't mean sons of God. He's talking about sons or daughters. Okay. So that's, he's not, I want to make sure that I make that clear because in today's world you have to. All right. The word sons in the Greek, I said it's not gender specific, but it has five different meanings. Okay. Five different meanings. And what is it indicating? Those five different meanings indicate five different levels of maturity. Okay. So when you come across the word son in the Bible, what you've got to do is you've got to study to determine what level of son is this. Okay, I know what the word is telling me about this particular son, but what level of maturity is this son at? Okay, where are, no, no, you're not supposed to end a sentence with at because that's a prepositional phrase and true it would say don't do that. 
I learned that one thing from Truett. I didn't learn it in school because they didn't teach that remedial classes. But I did learn that one thing from Truett. Don't say it now. Every time I say it, I'm like, I hate the word. <laughs> I'm scared I used it wrong, you know? So the thing is, when you come across son in the Bible, you've got to determine, okay, what, what am I supposed to be learning from this particular passage? Because I need to know where that son is, okay? So it's also going to help me to understand, because I didn't tell you all this last Sunday, you need to understand what is the root of son. Because if I tell you all five language, I mean all five stages, but you don't know the root, I wonder how much good it's doing you. Anybody want to know what the root word for son is? I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I didn't even write it down. But at its root, it, it means this. In the likeness of the Father. So all five stages are still in the likeness. That's good. Of the Father. So I don't care if you're still in diapers. You're still in the likeness of the Father. Okay, I don't care if you're still spitting up the word. That's all right. You're still in the likeness of the Father. We're just going to keep going until we get it right. Okay, until we can hold our milk. All right, then we're going to be able to hold a chicken leg. Y'all remember when we was little, you wasn't even old enough to be sitting up at the table. But if you could wrap your hand around a chicken leg, they'd put it in your... I see mothers today, and they're just like, oh, they're not at that stage. And I'm thinking, dear Jesus, I was two months old and had a chicken leg in my hand. I mean, you know, Jesus, I'm just saying, we got to know how to hold a chicken leg before we can hold a steak, all right? I'm just trying to help us stay out here, okay? The root word is in the likeness of the Father. I love that. That blessed the pudding out of me. It just blessed the pudding out of me. Wherever you are, in your stage of growth, you are in the likeness of your father. That's good. That's good stuff right there, okay? So the thing is, is that you're a son in the likeness of the father at every single stage, okay? And to grow in sonship means that you are growing. To grow in sonship from stage to stage, from glory to glory, from faith to faith, line upon line and precept upon precept, okay? What that means is that you are growing in the likeness of your father. Okay? When you're first born, they're looking at you and they're going, mm, is that your daddy's ears or your mama's ears? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know where them ears came from, okay? <laughs> but as you begin to grow, then you begin to be able to see, oh, that's your daddy's ears. That, that, that right there is just like your daddy. You walk just like your daddy. You do that just like your daddy. Isn't it a beautiful thing to see your baby, to see your child grow and be able to pick out the things that you do just like, and some things you say, don't do that. You do it just like your daddy. <laughs> Please don't do that. All right. So watch this. I'm going to go over them real, real quick so I can get into it. Okay. Stage one, it was Nepios. Remember? Nepios. That was an infant son. Okay. That was still on milk. Stage two, that was paid on. Okay, this is the stage of adolescence. Okay, it's when you're trying to find your place, still trying to figure out really who am I supposed to act like, mama, daddy, or nobody. Sometimes you're looking at them and you're going, is that my mama and my daddy? Can't be. I was sitting up there in the hospital this week with mom and daddy both, and I was listening to them, and I left, and I called Uncle Donnie, and I said, Uncle Donnie, please tell me I'm adopted. <laughs> 
I can't belong to them in Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. I love my mom and daddy. I don't know what to do, but it was funny. All right. What, what happens in that stage, number two, is that, is that I'm trying to discover who I am, okay? And, and I'm trying to, the problem is, is while I'm trying to figure out who I am, I don't like any of the ams I found, okay? I, I'm like, I don't, I don't like none of these seven yous that are in me. Get some of it. We got to do something, okay? You're all over the place in that stage, and that's okay. That's where you're supposed to be, still a son. Still a son in the likeness of the father, okay? Stage three was technon, okay? Technon. This is where the blinds leading the blind stage. Uh-huh. This is where we, we like to talk it, but we don't really like to live it. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like to live it, all right? The technon stage, that's when we talked about, that's when you'll be, you be a hypocrite. If you're not real careful, you'll be a hypocrite in this stage, okay? All right, anybody ready for the next stage? All right, here we go. I'm fixing to give you the what I started off with these stages, the Roman 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This particular son is referring to the next stage, okay? So this son is not a nephios, nephios. It's not a paidon, and it's not a technon, okay? He's grown past that. This son is the one that is led by the Spirit of God. This is stage four. This is weos. It's H-U-I-O-S. Now, I had to ask Alexa how to say it because all I could think of was Julio. I kept saying, well, there's a Julio stage. Look at that. It's Spanish. I want you to look at it. We got some Mexicans up in the house. I mean, you know, I was just, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm simple. I just have to go with it the best way I can. But it's weos, okay? Weos. This is number four. The weos stage, okay? These are those, watch this. Watch this. These are those who are fully trained to take over their father's business. Oh, that's good. That's good. We us. Julio is fully trained <laughs> to take over the father's business, okay? Fully, I just, I, that just excites me, okay? Watch this. There is a little age in the Hebrew, in, in Hebrew culture, a legal age that you become a weos. I wonder what that legal age might be. 30. It is age 30. At the age of 30, you are fully trained. You, you're, you're, you have, they have been training you up to that point on what your father does. And the business, the family business, okay? You have been being trained up to age 30. At age 30, you're expected to get it. You're expected to have it by age 30, okay? Watch this. Anybody remember who was 30? When the heavens opened up and a voice came down from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. He was 30. He had just entered into weos. Y'all, don't you love it when the word of God comes together? Don't you just love it? Okay. From that moment forward, watch this. From that moment forward, okay, Jesus went about in the earth doing the father's business. Mm -hmm. Doing the father's business, okay? 
Up until that moment, think about it, go back and read your scripture. Up until that moment, there are no recorded miracles. There are no signs and wonders. He ain't walked on water. He ain't done nothing up until that moment, okay? But the Bible said in Luke 2 and 52, watch this, from that moment, it says, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in the favor of God and man. Isn't that good? I told y'all y'all were going to like this today, okay? So if Jesus had to grow from Nepios to Padon to Technon and then to Weos, how much more do we? How much more do we have to grow from stage to stage to be able to reach that line of demarcation where the father says, okay, you're ready to take over my business. You're ready to take over my business. It's what Sterling don't want our business because I'm a preacher. Sterling said, now listen here, mama. <laughs> I, he's traveled with me since he was four years old. Me and him have preached the gospel all over this world. But he said, now listen here, mama. <laughs> don't you pray that on me because I ain't doing it. I said, be careful what you say, buddy. Just be careful what you say, all right? But there's a line of demarcation where you're ready to take over the father's business, okay? So Jesus said it this way, John 5 and 19. Verily, verily, I say unto you, watch this, watch this, watch this. The son can do nothing of himself, nothing of himself, but what he sees his father do. For whatever things he does, these also does the son likewise. I want to say to some parents, your children will do what they see you do, not what they hear you say. Don't blame them if you didn't do it in front of them. Because if they saw you vacillate, they're going to vacillate. I can't tell you how many times that I get so mad at Sterling, I want to just pure, I'm talking about just, just wring his neck. Anybody else ever got that mad at your young'un? That you're like, I, I just want to wring your neck. He'd, he'd see me coming and he'd tear out the running. He found out real quick like mama can catch you. <laughs> to ask him, he got his hand on the door one time. And about that time, I lifted him up by the seat of the pants. He didn't run no more. I took the run out of him, okay? I took the run out of him. But can I tell you something? I was so angry in that moment. I was so angry in that moment. And then months later, when Sterling got angry, and I said, Sterling, what's wrong with you? I ain't putting up with this temper. And he turned at me and said, but mama. But mama. Uh-huh. You got to be careful because they're watching everything that you do. And especially when you claim the name of Christ. If you're trying to win somebody, whether it be a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a, a friend, a dog, I don't care what it is. If you're trying to win them and you're claiming the name of Christ, then they are going to emulate what you do. Okay? So do you really, are you really portraying the father's business? Have you taken over the father's business or are you minding your own business? I'm just asking. I'm just asking now, because when you reach the we are stage, you will only do what you see the Father do. You won't do anything else, okay? Everybody else around you can do everything else, but you're not going to follow them. I don't care how popular they are. I, I don't care how big they are. I don't care how cute they are. I don't care. How, you will not follow them. You won't follow somebody else's tongue. 
Because you're going to be listening to his, okay? You will only do what you see the Father do, okay? Are y'all good? So for those who are truly led by the Spirit of God, those are the ones who are dead to their own desires and ready to do the desires of the Father. And that right there is a mouthful. That is a mouthful because I've got a lot of dreams and I've got a lot of desires. But a lot of the dreams that I had, I'm beginning to realize that they were mine. They sounded holy. They sounded godly. But the closer that I get to them, the more I have to let go. My Lord have mercy. I'm just, y'all, I'm just out here walking by faith today. Just all by myself, walking by faith, okay? It's the weos stage. It's the Julio stage. <laughs> y'all will never forget that. It's the weos stage when God says, now, what's this? Now I can release great power because I can trust them to do exactly what I tell them to do without giving me back talk, without giving me any lip. Sterling ain't got there yet. He's 23. He's still, he's still, but mama, but mama, but mama, you don't understand. Mama, you just lost over there in another world. Mama, it's different today. Mama, no, not when they're 23. I just because I know I know he's got to find his own way. And he ain't 30 yet. There's still hope. There's still hope. He's, he's gonna get there. He's good though. Bless his heart, he's good. I have to say it. He's he's pretty good. His daddy was so funny yesterday because they went to um get the camper yesterday from, from Albany. And when he got home, they got home last night, six, seven o'clock, whatever time it was. Well, when they got home, I'm sitting out there and the, the, there was a, a leak in the well. There was water all over the yards, what I'm saying. And they're both looking at me going, what did you do? <laughs> what did you do? We got in, Dwayne got his bath and everything. Pastor Lee looked at me and he said, you know what? I said, how was the day today? Oh, Lord, how was the day today? He said, you know what? He said, I've enjoyed the day. He says, Sterling was so good. He said, he didn't say not one thing. He said, we just, we just did everything. It just worked like, like clockwork. I said, are you sure you went with our son? <laughs> are you sure you went with Sterling and did you take somebody else's? But guess what? He's growing. He's growing. Give him time to grow. Give them time to grow, y'all, okay? Even if you're trying to win somebody. Remember, I'm talking. To, I'm referring a lot to Sterling because he's my child. But what I want you to understand is, is that God is talking about a child, but it not, might not necessarily be a literal 23-year-old. You might be 60 years old, but you're still giving back talk. Okay, so it's not about age. It's about stage. That was good right there. Write it down, okay? It's not about age. It's about stage, okay? Because you can really be 16 and already be a weos. Mm. Hey, I wasn't, but y'all might can be. I mean, <laughs> you know? All right? So watch this. Watch this. Watch this, okay? I said God will not release great power to a son or a daughter, okay, who has not matured to the level of weos. What is weos? Great character. Let's just, let's, just be, let's just break it down to the natural world. Let's just talk about what we understand here in the first heaven. Character. Do you have character? Okay? Because God will never give you great power until you can walk in character. Okay? All right? That's something that, that we don't even know today anymore. People don't know character. Okay? Do what you said you would do. When you said you would do it. Go the extra mile. 
Don't half do it. Do more. That's character. Okay? Do it even if you don't have to. I'll give you for instance. For instance, and, and Mandy knows this and most of y'all know this. Um, Truett is not my mother. She ain't even kin to me. I don't have to care for her like I do. I don't have to make sure that, that she's got a bath. I don't have to make sure that she's got food. I don't have to make sure that she's had a bowel movement. I don't have to do all those things. I do it because of character. I do it because of love. I do it not because I have to, but because I want to. If you're going to do it because you have to, don't do it. You do it because you want to. Okay? That's when God is beginning to see character. Okay? Is that good? All right? So what I'm trying to teach us is, is that you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on your character to mature to the place and to the level so that he can lead you without begging you. So that he can lead you without promising you a prize. Mm. So that he can lead you without stroking you and encouraging you and petting you. Uh-huh. He's trying to wait until you get to that place, okay? If you, if you, come on now. If you be good for mama and you be quiet for mama, then when we get through, I'm going to take you to Dairy Queen, and I'm going to get you an ice cream now if you just be good for mama. Oh, Sterling said he ain't going to say a word, but that boy, no, he wants an ice cream. He ain't going to say that. But let me not promise him my ice cream. The hell are you loose in the church somewhere? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm just trying to say, sometimes when they're babies, you've got to promise them something. But when they begin to mature, no, you sit there because you know you're supposed to sit there. Now I'm going to promise you something. I'm going to promise you I'll take you outside that church. That's what we got promised, wasn't it, Sister Pat? <laughs> That's it. Daddy be taking the belt off on the way on the outside the back door, and I'm going, no, Daddy, don't, Daddy. I promise I'll sit down, Daddy. That man had eyes in the back of his head. I promise you. <laughs> like, ooh, it's over now. Anyway, let me just keep on going. That just brings back bad memories, okay? So how does God know when I've reached the we-off stage? How does he know when I've gotten there? It's, it's when, you when you refuse, watch this, when you refuse to be moved by condition. Mm. It's when you refuse to be moved off of your convictions. My Lord, have mercy, okay? It's, it, it's when you, 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 you start stirring up the gift that's in you. And you don't need to call Sister Pat to stir it up for you. Y'all hear me? Okay? Some of us, Sister Pat, need to stop stirring up everybody else's gift and say, no, you go get it on your own like I got it. Okay? You go get it on your own because I ain't stirring no more. My spoon, my spoon broke. <laughs> I'm busy trying to stir up my own. Because see, the, problem, the truth of the matter is you can't stir up anybody else because the thing that stirs it up in you is your tongue. Is your tongue. Got some people trying to put their tongue down somebody else's throat. It ain't working in the house of God. I'm just going to get out there and just be right there where it is, okay? My husband right now is going, no, she didn't just say that. Yes, she did. I know her. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. It's when, you, it's when you do what's right without complaining. Oh, Lord.
Lord, if everybody just knew what I had to do this week. I had to stay at the hospital. I had to stay up there. My daddy's sick, and oh, my Lord, have mercy. But I'm just trying to do what's right for the Lord. Shut it up. You ought to just stay at home. Let your daddy fend for himself. Y'all see what I'm saying? All right? It's, he, he knows that you're, that, you've, that you're coming into this weos stage when you keep the joy of the Lord. Longer than leaving out the church door. You keep the joy of the Lord, okay? It, it, it's it's when, you, when, you, when you call it what God calls it, whether it's popular or not. But wait a minute, God called it sin. And when I reach a certain stage, I'm going to call it sin. I don't care what everybody else is doing. I don't care that it's different today. It might be different today, but the word called it sin, and I'm going to call it sin. I'm just trying to help somebody. That's a weos, okay? That right there is a Julio for you. That's when, you're, that's when you're ready to take over the father's business. Take over the father's business, okay? I keep being reminded, and I have to, the whole time I've been studying this message, I keep thinking about Sister Barb Abram. Y'all know how much I love her and how much I honored her. There was not a better woman, in my opinion, on the face of this earth than Barb Abram. I mean, they're, they're, my mama will tell you that. That was the, the, the kindest, most humble, anointed. Her, her, her anointing was humble. She was anointed in humility. I'm talking about that woman could cast out a devil and never even lay hands on you. She would put her arms around you and love you and cast the devil out. Ain't it the truth? I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it. This woman has called the dead back to life and never said to a soul. I, I mean, preached to tens of thousands of people. And walk out there in the middle of all of them and just wrap her arms around those, those babies. And to be such an amazing woman of God, she was never allowed to have children. That's every mother's heart. That's every woman's heart. She wants to have children. But I thought, God, why not allow her that? And she explained it and she said, you know what? She said, God said to me that all of these are my children. All of these are my babies. And I said, okay, God, I get that because I understand from coming from someone who could not have children. And then God gave me that. But then God, but then God gave me my baby and, it, and, and I, it just, there was nothing like it. There was nothing like it. But I understood what she said because when I look at all of y'all, I see y'all, y'all are my children. I see y'all. I am a mother in Zion and I get it. So I don't have just one son. I have many children. And Sister Abram taught me that. And I got it. But then, the last time, the last message she ever preached was here. It was the last message she ever preached. And when she left here, she went home. And I was trying to get her to come back because I was going to put her in the cottage. Because I knew she was sick. But I didn't know she was eating up with cancer. I had no idea. That woman died a horrible death. She sat in her own home. And I was talking with her on the phone. And she was encouraging me in the Lord. And she was singing the songs of Zion. And I did not know that she could not even get out of her chair at the time. I didn't know. She never told me. She died an excruciating death. And never complained. Not one time. Not one time. Twelve hours before she died, she started speaking in tongues. 
and she spoke in tongues for 12 solid hours. It's on recording. She spoke in tongues for 12 solid hours. And then she closed her mouth and she closed her eyes. And she went home to be with Jesus. And I said, God, why? God, why to be such an anointed woman of God? Why, God? And God began to speak to me while I was studying this. And God said, because she was about the father's business. I don't know that I could do that. And I'm not going to try to measure up to that. And God's not asking us to measure up to anything. But it has spoke volumes to me. Because my thought is, she not one time tried to pay it, pray it off. She prayed for strength to go through. That's powerful. That's powerful. Because I believe, I, I mean, you can lay hands on somebody else and watch them be healed of cancer. But yet you die with it. And you don't blame him. That's a we us. That's a we us. I'm just trying to show y'all what a mature woman of God looks like. And I'm just telling you, I ain't reached it yet. Okay? But I want you to see what a mature child of God looks like. So then there's one more stage. You mean to tell me there's more maturity than that? Yeah, I do. I got, I got 30 minutes, and it won't take me that long to get through it. Okay? Because I just wanted to finish just these stages, and then we'll, we'll wait until the following, not this Sunday, coming up Sunday, but the next one. And I'm going to go into something really, really, really good, okay? So what is the fifth stage? Teleos, the number of grace. Teleos is T-E-L-I-O-S, teleos. So what does that mean? What is a teleos stage? Full-grown adult lacking nothing to be complete. It means fully developed, fully developed, having everything needed. Watch this. It means equipped to take over the father's business. Now I'm equipped. I was ready before, but now I'm equipped hmm. Hmm. to take over the father's business. Okay. The father's business. What is it? Miracles. Signs, wonders, and his filling, his glory, filling the earth as the waters covers the sea. That's the Father's business. Miracle signs, wonders, and his glory filling the earth as the waters covers the seas. So why is it that we don't see the Father's business in operation in the earth? Why don't we see those things anymore? Can I tell you? Because we have so few that are willing to grow up in their faith. To grow up in their faith. We have to keep stroking everybody's faith. We have to keep pushing them to believe. And begging them to believe. Okay. You cannot just keep losing your belief system. And think you're going to see miracle signs and wonders. Not going to happen that way. Okay. It's not going to happen that way. It is impossible to operate in power without maturity. Okay, can't do it. We got too many people right now that are trying to operate in power and they have no maturity. And I'm telling you, it's a false power. Ooh, I just said a mouthful right there, but I meant it and I said it. It is the truth. Okay, that's why we have so many people today that are trying to figure out who's what God is really real. Because we've got so many Christians operating in a false power. And let me tell you something. A sinner knows that ain't real. They know that ain't real. Okay, 
So, so, so what if, what if just those that are in this building right now, just us, nobody else, not those watching on camera, not those who are going to watch later. What if just us this morning, what if we had actually grown to this stage? Imagine the impact that we would make on the world. Mm -hmm. So what, how, I should say, do I walk in this level of sonship? James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy. There you have it. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that this is the trying of your faith and it works patience. We don't like that. I don't like patience worth a flying flip, but it's got to be worked in us, does it not? All right. But then he said, let patience have her perfect. Perfect means teleos. Mm -hmm. Have her perfect work so that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. Okay. Hebrews 5 and 14, be str but strong meat belongs to those who are full age, teleos. Even those who, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay? Very few make it here. Very few make it here. Okay? Let me show you why. I'm going to show you the characteristics of this stage. The characteristics of teleos. And then I'm going to shut it up. Because y'all need to know what the characteristics are. Okay? I know y'all don't want to know because y'all know it's going to be something. And it is because James is the one going to tell us. <sighs> Lord, when Brother James starts talking, all right? James 3 and 1, my brethren, okay? Let not many of you become, hmm, ooh, let not many of you become teachers and preachers. Knowing that we shall, preachers and teachers, you shall receive a stricter judgment. To walk in the position of teleos means a stricter judgment. Mm. Mm. James said, he said, I see everybody, everybody that I've been teaching about Jesus, I see all of y'all want to be preachers and teachers because y'all want to be on stage. Uh -huh. He said, but to teach the Father's word means that you are portraying what the Father said. Jesus, have mercy. In other words, it means that you are taking over the Father's business. I'm portraying what the Father said. I cannot portray what the Father said up here on the stage and then not walk out and do what the Father did. Because then y'all are going to look at me and go, wait a minute, she said it, but she ain't doing it. And I will be judged by that. I didn't, trust me, I didn't ask for this. I didn't want this. Okay? All right? But it is an honor, I will have to say. It is not wise. It is not wise at all to take on this responsibility when you're still a child. Okay? Because those who teach God's word are going to be judged by a greater judgment. So remember, teaching and preaching is a calling of maturity. It cannot be a desire of the flesh. Because if it's a desire of the flesh, it is certainly out of immaturity, and all you want is to be heard. And the Bible said that it's sound and 
brass and tingling cymbal. Ain't that what it says it's about? Uh, just making noise. That's all you're doing, all right? So, okay. So watch this. Then he said this. He said, now we all stumble in many things. We all stumble in many things. Now, I kind of like that because that means everybody's going to stumble. Okay? And it's okay. It is okay, all right? The fact, it's a fact of life that everybody's going to stumble. But, but here is the indication that you've reached maturity. Not that you, just because you stumble don't mean you're not mature. Because a mature person can still stumble. Okay? But here's the indication right here. If anyone does not stumble in God's word, one thing to stumble is another to stumble in God's word. Okay? But if you don't stumble in God's word, you are a perfect man. Okay? But I'm about to show you something. It means that you're able to bridle your whole body if you don't stumble in God's word. It means you're able to control your whole body. So I'm married to Pastor D. And I see Denzel Washington walking down the road. Okay? If I'm walking in a stage of maturity, I can bridle that thing. Because I'm married to Pastor D. And all of a sudden, Denzel Washington just lost all of that pizzazz that he had before I married Pastor D. Okay? But when you look at Denzel Washington and you still lusting after Denzel Washington, you still a child. You ain't bright on nothing. But the Bible said that you have already been unfaithful. I know what he said. That's exactly what he said. I'm just trying to use something that I can help us with, okay? So the teleos, the, the teleos of God, the teleos son of God, is the one who makes mistakes but doesn't argue and make excuses about the mistakes. <laughs> There's a big difference right there, okay? The teleos of God obeys without question. I don't have to know why. I'm just going to do what you said do, God, okay? I, anybody else... Have you, you know, do you like to know why? Don't if, if you're asking why, you're still immature, okay? But what I'm wondering is, how is it possible to walk in this level of maturity? Because y'all, this is a that's a lot, that's a, that's a lot of growing up, okay? Can anybody do it? James is about to tell us how to do it. Let me tell you how. Verse 3 Indeed, we put bits in the horse's mouth. Mouth, that we may that that the horse might obey us, and we turn about their whole body with the bit that's in their mouth. He said, "Also, I want you to look at the ships, and although they're very large, they are driven by force wind by, by fierce winds." But he said, "But you can turn that big old ship." around even in the wind with a very small little rudder wherever the pilot wants it to go it can turn it with that little bitty rudder so the wind is life the rudder is your mouth and he said even so the tongue he finished explaining it. it's just a little bitty member in your body but it boasts great things it boasts great things okay I'm still teaching on prayer, y'all. I'm still teaching on prayer, okay? And what I'm trying to teach us is that our prayers are hindered. And we're not 
fully matured sons and daughters of God because we can't control our mouth. He judges your maturity by your mouth. What you speak all the way through the word. It was what he spoke. What he spoke. What he spoke. What he spoke. And the truth of the matter is we can't control our tongue because we hear the word. But we don't do the word we hear. We hear it. We amen it. And we like it. And that's a good word. But you don't do it. Okay, so how great a, fo a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue, it's a fire. It's a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. The hand doesn't defile the whole body. The foot doesn't defile the whole body. I can walk in the wrong direction and still not defile the whole body, but my mouth. My mouth. I can defile the whole body with just my mouth. And it sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. Sets on fire the course of nature. What does that mean? Nature means that which is natural to the natural man in the earth realm. So your tongue is either going to cause you to live here or here. You're not going to live here or here because of how much word you know or because of how many good things you did or bad things you did. You're going to either live here or here. One of the two of these realms because of your tongue. Your tongue is what is making you mature or immature. Ooh, okay, Lord, I just went right. I'm just going to skip right on over that, okay? So an uncontrolled mouth sets the course for what is temporal, what is earthly, what is sensual, and what is evil. An uncontrolled mouth. Okay? The devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't. Your mouth did. Uncontrolled. In other words, an uncontrolled mouth sets the course for what is dying. Because what is here is dying. A controlled tongue sets the course for eternity. Isn't that good? That is, that's good news right there. In other words, you mean all I got to do is just start, just start turning my mouth? That's exactly what I said. Because your body's going to go where your mouth says. Your head's going to go where your mouth says. You are going to go where you, where you say. Okay? Is that good? All right. So it is impossible to pray supernatural prayers. With an uncontrolled tongue. Woo! Woo! You're praying, but it's not supernatural. You're praying, but it's not eternal. Okay? It's temporal. Because you pray in one thing, but then you went out and you said something else. And then what you said, you ended up doing. And it ain't matching up. Okay? You, you, it's division. That's a two-headed monster right there. You look like Chucky. You was cute when they walked in the door, but then you done made Chucky mad. And he, that joker was looking bad when you made Chucky mad. I'm just trying to tell you now. You don't want to mess with Chucky. Made me scared of baby dolls the rest of my life. <laughs> I was so glad Sterling was a boy and not a girl because I wouldn't have gotten no, there wouldn't have been no baby dolls. Ah, <laughs> uh -uh, not after Chucky. Wasn't going to happen, okay? 
That was bad, all right? Can you see that you are controlled by your mouth? You're not controlled by somebody else's mouth. I don't care what the, I don't care your husband is not saved, your wife is not saved, and they just keep speaking all that junk, and they just keep cussing you out, and they just keep saying all this. You're not controlled by their mouth. You're controlled by yours. And you can turn theirs by yours. You can turn theirs by yours. I'm just trying to help somebody. Because if you're going to say what they say back to them, if you're going to let them draw you into their junk, I'm just trying to help somebody, okay? Let me just say it the way the Bible says it. Sweet and bitter. Can't come out the same fountain, okay? It cannot happen. It ain't going to do it, all right? How in the world can we say that we love God and we hate our brother and sister? You know what the Bible said? That's exactly what the Bible, I'm just telling you what it says, okay? How in the world can we pray for peace when you don't do nothing but cause chaos? And play like I didn't even say that, okay? <laughs> yeah. How in the world are you going to invite your family to church if they don't see Jesus in your mouth? They ain't coming, all right? They ain't coming. They just going to watch you go on down. They calling you a hypocrite when you leave. And they, gonna, they, they toasting a shot to you. Rolling up a joint in your name is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm just trying to help y'all, all right? Trust me, trust me, trust me, okay? Your actions will follow your mouth, and your prayer will be answered accordingly. Y'all good? All right? So what I'm trying to tell us is, is that I don't, I don't care how hard the wind blows. I don't care how hard that, that the wind is, is blowing around you. And I don't care how hot the fire becomes. If you can control your mouth, your prayer will take your life exactly where you want it to go. If you control your mouth, your prayer will take your life where it wants to go. So if you're praying and your life is not lining up with what you're praying, check your mouth. Whoa, that's exactly right. That's what I said. Whoa, Jesus, give me just a minute, okay? Your mouth will always locate you. It will always locate you, okay? So, so if, if God calls the one who can control their mouth a perfect man, okay, then I think that we need to work on gaining control of our tongue more than we work on anything else. That's what you need to be practicing because practice makes perfect. And when you realize that you are not controlling your tongue, when you realize that your tongue is not speaking what the word says, just that's why he said cast it down. But then say it again with the right thing. Correct it. Okay? It was never enough for me to just beat the peel of the starch out of Sterling and not tell him why. Hey, what's wrong with you, woman? You're crazy. You lost it. No, I need to tell you why. And now I need to tell you how to do right what you just got in trouble over doing. Okay? Because otherwise it's not doing any good. All right? One plus one equals four. And then me go up there and just beat the pure living starch out of him and say, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. But he don't know what one plus one is. You see what I'm saying? So if you say it wrong, if you do it, then just, all you got to do is correct it. Okay, find it in the words. That, Wait a minute, God, I'm really working on this thing. I'm really working on this cousin spirit. <laughs> you do not have to say every word that comes to mind. I'm just trying to say. That'll be, your, that'll be your first start right there, okay? So watch this. Watch this. 
I just want to help you. I want to help you to know, how can I do this? How can I do this? How can I stop myself? Because when I, when I said what I said, I meant what I said. When I said that about him, I meant what I said about him. Okay? So now if I turn around and say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, I'm lying. So my tongue is still in a mess. I mean, you see what I'm saying? Anybody else struggling where I'm struggling? You know, God, I'm sorry, but I really meant when I said that. I mean, I meant exactly what I said, Jesus. Forgive me, Lord, but help me. And that's it, you know? So watch this. How, do I, how can I help? How do I help myself? If you got a problem, don't know what it is. Anyway, any of y'all remember that song or, is, or I'm the only old one in here? Watch this. Now I'm going to help you and we're going to close. This is my second or third closing, isn't it? Okay. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness. There you have it. You can't. But when I, when I am yielded to my tour guide, then he helps my weakness. That's why I have to be so close to hear him so that I can receive his help, okay? Can I tell you weakness is not even, it's not talking about flaws, okay? It's talking about weakness, okay? So we need a tour guide for our weaknesses. But so what are the weaknesses? If it's not flaws, what is it? Let me tell you what your weakness is. Talking about prayer, right? So what's my weakness, Pastor? What does that mean if it's not my flaws? If that's not what it's talking about, can I tell you what your weakness is? He fit to tell us. For we do not know what we should pray as we ought. There's your weakness. There's your weakness right there. This is why your mouth keeps speaking the wrong thing. It's because you don't know what to pray for. So you're praying out of your flesh and you're praying the wrong thing. That's why you need the Spirit. Do y'all see that? Did I help anybody right then? Because I helped myself, okay? The weakness is you don't know what to pray for, okay? Or simply put, you don't know nothing. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't know nothing of what the Lord is trying to say to us. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Now, he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints, watch this, according to the will of God. He prays to the Father, here on earth, because that's where he is. He prays to the Father according to his will for you. If you pray for yourself, you're going to pray, but you don't know what the Father's will is. How can you? Because all you know is all of this. Because this is what you're inundated with. But if I will stop and allow the Spirit to pray for me, he prays the will of the Father and brings the will of the Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, I'm trying to help somebody. He prays the will of the Father and brings it to heaven, and brings it down to the first heaven so that I can then operate in the will of the Father for my life. Do y'all see that? That's a lot. It's good, isn't it? All right, that's good stuff right there. So all I have to do is learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to pray for me. So what I've been praying is, lately, since I've been studying this, teach me how to yield. Just teach me how to yield because I'm not claiming to know it all. I'm not claiming that sometimes I don't pray in my own flesh and say, I want that. Lord, I need that. 
Here's, you know, here's what I pray. Lord, I need that so that I can better serve you. You don't know nothing. You don't need anything to better serve him but to submit. I need a big old church out yonder on highway number one so that I can better serve you. You don't know nothing. Y'all know what he did? He put me in a smaller church than this. See what I'm saying? Be careful what you pray for. You better make sure you pray in the mind. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Don't think I won't put my own self right out there for you. I will in a heartbeat. Put me in a church that's three times smaller than this one. We all got in that building and we started looking at it and started saying, whoa, this thing sure is small, mama. I said, mm -hmm, that's what you get for praying when you don't know what you're praying for. Mm -hmm. That's it. And you know what? I'm good with it. Because I'd rather be in the will of the Father in a small building than not in the will of the Father in the Taj Mahal. That's what it's about right there, okay? Because it's not about me. It's about the will of the Father. The truth of the matter is, is that we're, we're, we're praying to reach or we're trying to reach our destiny without a tour God. And see, the tour God, the Spirit, he's already toured your life. When you were in the Father before the foundation of the world, he toured your life then. And all you know is your past and now. But he knows your past, your now, and your future because he's already been, been, been there. Wait a minute. You mean he hasn't, it's not that he's just seen my future? No, he went there. Because what we don't understand is all we see of our life is a canvas that's being painted in front of us. But God sees the full portrait. He's already finished with the painting. He's already finished. He, he, there's no canvas. It was already done. And that's why I need to pray the will of the Father and not my own. Because all I see is the unfinished work, but he sees the finished work. And my Bible said it is. You cannot pray to it is finished. If you're praying out of your own desires or your own mind. You cannot. You have to pray out of the spirit from here so that the spirit can get God's will, his will, the will of the father and bring it to you so that you can do the father's business. Stand to your hands and raise your feet. Okay. So if you learn how to tap into your tour guide, he knows everything about your past, about your present. And future. And he's not all messed up about your past. He's not all confused about your past. He ain't stumbling at your past. You are, but he's not. You're still all messed up and stumbling and, and still hanging around in your past. But he's not. He sees your future. Okay? All right? So if we keep feeling our way, but I feel like. I feel like, I feel like if we keep feeling our way through life, then we're going to stay in a cycle of what has always been. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to stay in that cycle. I don't want to stay there. So Father, right now, I want to thank you, Lord, that we do not pray with a carnal mind, but that you teach us to pray with the mind of the spirit. I cannot pray with the mind of the spirit if I do not know the word of God. So God, teach us your word by your spirit 
so that we might get out of ourself and allow your spirit to take control of our prayer. When the spirit of God takes control of our prayer life, when you pray through us and for us, and you begin to change the words that come out of our mouth, our words will automatically line up with where you want us to go. Because it's no longer our words, but his. So Father, I just want to thank you because you are teaching us how to pray. You're teaching us to get to the destination. You're teaching us how to take over the Father's business. You're equipping us how to take over the Father's business. What I love it about it is, is that Jesus took over the Father's business at the age of 30, but then he left and equipped us to carry on. He didn't go to that next stage. He left and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. He left the next stage for us. That's good. And God, I want to thank you right now that God, that Jesus Christ equipped us when he left and seated, was seated at the right hand of your Father, at the Father, and he sent back the Spirit of the Father. He equipped us immediately to then continue to walk in the Father's business. And God, we want to be good business people. We, we, don't, we don't want to go bankrupt when you've already made a way. It would be one thing if we went bankrupt because we were starting from rock bottom, but we're starting with a completed work. It is finished. So God, let us not only take the it is finished and go with it, but let us increase and multiply like you told us to do. You said go and increase. That's what you said. Multiply upon the earth. That's what you said. So God teaches how to do so. We bless you. We honor you. And we love you. For today, God, I ask you that you would let your word settle in our ears. That it wouldn't just stop there. That it would drop to our spirit. So that it might would become a work in our lives, God. Let us ingest, digest. So that we might be able to appropriate your word. I ask you, Lord, that you would cause your face to shine upon your people. Bless us, Father. Bless us and be merciful to us, God. And give us your grace and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to see y'all next Sunday, but we will see you the following Sunday. Look at that, y'all. It's 1159. Y'all ain't never got to hear that early. <laughs> I love y'all. Be praying for us next week.